0: She could take over from Brian May, because all he really cares about is badges. badgers.
1: Badgers? <laughs> That's because he's got one on his fucking head. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Unusual Suspects podcast. This is episode 46, and my name is Andy. You may notice there's no Dan here. It's quiet. It's just me and Penny. (gasps) Or is it? Penny, say hello. Hello. (laughs) Thank you.
2: (laughs) I don't know why that threw me.
1: Uh, Deliberately uh, threw a curveball in. With us, we have friend of the podcast, co-host of the Pucked Asset podcast. We have Liam Knowles.
2: Hey. Oh, he stole stole mine. I
0: thought seeing as Penny didn't do her signature hello that I should do it. It didn't feel right.
2: That's fair. Someone should do it. I think that's fine. Yeah.
1: So it'll be slightly different. Dan is uh, taking a bit of a sabbatical at the moment, so we will have some rolling guests in and out.
2: Enjoy us doing this without any glue. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, until then, I'm stepping up to be the glue like I always have been.
2: Really? No, you are the bones.
1: All right, I'm the bones. Pens the gristle. Liam could be the the sweet, milky sauce.
0: <laughs> oh! I don't know how I feel about that. What?
2: Where have we got sauce this is meat and bones and gristle where did sauce come from? no i don't actually never mind it's
0: the gravy dan hasn't been here for like 45 seconds and already it's gone to shit and i'm gravy
2: (laughs) you are the gravy (laughs) yeah everybody's like our flavorful gravy
1: (laughs) so liam hi first time on this podcast with us I'm going to ask you some real quick-fire questions you have to answer immediately. Jesus. And I'm putting you on the spot. Okay, go on.
0: Favourite film? Hot fuzz. <laughs> Favourite actor? Oh,
2: These are hard.
0: That is hard. Timothy Oliphant. Christopher Walken. Mm. It's not Timothy Oliphant.
2: Mm. Should be.
0: <laughs> Favourite band? Every time I know. Favourite colour? Black. Yeah. Favourite word? Pizza. Favourite sandwich? Pizza. Ooh. <laughs> Bacon. Bacon. Favourite host? <gasps> well, out of you and Penny? Yeah uh dan (laughs) well played
2: well played wow you're gonna ask everyone favorite host yeah
1: we're gonna see who you're uh, gonna make
2: everyone feel really awkward as soon as they get here
1: it's gonna be fantastic i I just want to see who is who's the nation's favorite we've finally got people to ask i'm not choosing time it's definitely not going to be me
2: to be fair though I know if Liam's girlfriend, Lindsay, hi, Lindsay, I love you. If she was here, she would pick me because she listens to us when she goes to sleep.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit creepy, to be honest. Like, <laughs> she I, she starts to drift off and she goes, put Penny on. And it's <laughs> really cute. But now she can't fall asleep without listening to you guys. And I'm honestly a bit concerned.
2: Do you think when this one comes out and you eventually get around to listen to it, like, will that help or will that like put her off?
0: No, I think it'll make it worse. Like... Because she just sort of puts you on a loop, and she just whatever you know for eight hours or however long she's <laughs> asleep for, and I'm awake. I'm always awake a lot later than she is. So I've heard certain episodes of this podcast like infinite times.
2: Oh, you poor thing, you've heard them more than we have. Yeah.
0: When I pop up, I think it's just going to piss her off. If I'm being totally honest, I think it's going to ruin her vibe. But you know,
1: on a plus side, she'll just
0: have to deal with it.
1: She might not want to listen to it just in case you turn up. Yeah. So true. you might get some sleep. Full nights. Sleep full nights. Yeah. Nights where you can sleep. Yeah. <laughs> without having to listen to us talk bollocks. I don't
0: mind. It doesn't bother me. If it helps her if your dulcet tones help her get a good night's sleep, then that's yeah, that's
2: fine. I don't listen to us when I can't sleep, but I will put on one of two specific audiobooks narrated by Tom Hiddleston. That's my sleepy jam.
0: That's not for sleep though, is it, Penny? No. Nope.
2: I mean yes, how dare you? <laughs> he has a beautiful, soothing voice <laughs> mm. which I could listen to forever.
1: Mm. Well that sounds fantastic.
0: You'd be Red for or if you did it forever, though. Yeah.
1: Speaking of forever, I, this week, watched a film that is kind of Groundhog Day meets Crank. Okay. Interesting. This is a 2021 film boss level. Now, it's too good to talk about mm-hmm. in specifics. It should be watched by everyone because it's pretty fucking decent. But it stars Frank Grillo and Mel Gibson and... Naomi Watts? Oh, I was not Naomi?
2: expecting you to say Mel Gibson. Like, I don't know who I was expecting, but I was not expecting him to be I, in a good film.
1: I mean, I wasn't expecting him to be in any film because I thought he'd been, like, properly cancelled.
2: Did he apologise for sugar tits? No, I think, I he's think he did. somehow
0: managed to avoid it despite all the racism and stuff.
2: Anti-Semitism. Sexism. I mean, he's done it constantly though, hasn't yeah. he?
1: Oh
0: yeah, he's been pretty consistently bad. He's about
1: as well known for that as he is for Braveheart. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. His whole C V, is just brave <laughs> heart and racism.
1: So this film it's based around Frank Grillo's character, Rory Pulver. He is a army vet. He's like they said specifically, but I honestly can't remember. It's like SEAL Team Six or some shit. He was a beret, you know, one of the one of the special guys. And he relives the same day over and over again. And every morning he has to avoid being killed by a variety of assassins.
2: Oh, like Happy Death Day? A bit, but not.
1: Uh, yeah, but I haven't seen it, so yes.
2: I thought you had seen it. No,
1: nah, I was planning to see but never got
0: to it because I'm lazy.
1: Oh. But it's less of a horror, more of an action film.
0: It's not like that film with... Uh, what's that film with Jake Gyllenhaal where he keeps reliving... They're on a train and he keeps reliving the same events over and over. Source Code?
1: Mm. Source Code, yeah.
0: Is it like that?
1: It's less... Grounded, okay I would say. Source Code. There is like a, it's kind of trying to be gritty. If you know what I mean? Mm. This is not. This is like <laughs> heads getting chopped off, people exploding, him drinking bottles of tequila at a time because he can, because oh, yeah. he knows he's gonna die. He doesn't care. So he goes through the same routine every day, and then you find out like a bit of backstory about him. And his wife works for some military company that's developing this new sort of technology that will let them manipulate time and it's based around that and he has to work with that to then save the day and stop shit from happening it is definitely too good to talk about properly because it's got some real heart in it that's unexpected there's some incredible action scenes frank grillo is an underrated lead i would say you know he can drop those one-liners pretty easily He's, he's fun he knows what he's doing And can kick all sorts of ass. I have a question. I'm struggling to place who
0: Frank Grillo is. Is Frank Grillo the guy who was the bad guy in Captain America Civil War? Yeah. He
1: is, yeah. I should have, you know, brought that up front. Yeah, Yeah. I apologise. Yeah, okay. He's also in one of the... He's in some shit horror film, Ben, and I can't remember what it is.
2: Hold the line, Caller.
1: (laughs) He's in The Purge. He's in one of The Purge films. He is. Mm. And he's playing the same sort of role as he is in that, like... uh, a grizzled vet who has to run around and save the day.
2: Question, Jin, without spoiling mm-hmm. it. So his his day every day is he has to not die.
1: So every day, the second he wakes up, someone is in his house about to cut his head off with a knife. Okay,
2: and he has to avoid that, obviously. Is not dying just his main goal? Like, how is he... Do we know how he's going to get out of his... So
1: I probably can tell you without... If it's too like,
2: spoilery, yeah, so don't worry.
1: Be a little bit too spoilery. But I can tell you that, like... The main sort of focus is him trying to reconcile things and work out who he, who he is, okay. and why things are happening to him. And you find out why every morning there's some dude trying to cut his head off, and there's a helicopter outside his window trying to shoot him down and stuff. And it's it develops quite nicely, and it is mm. more heartfelt than I was definitely expecting. I thought it was just going to be a fucking bonkers action film, but it's pretty pretty good. It's got some good mm. got some good meaning to it nice so I can't <laughs> talk about that really but that is uh... <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow that's great content pointless
1: bringing it up really wasn't it All right. so 2021's boss level can you
0: imagine waking up every day with some random asshole like Mr. Good Morning here trying to hack you up with a fucking machete seriously
2: this might have been fun for a while
0: fucking dead
2: wants the shock wore off Once I realised what the
0: hell was happening, after nearly 140 times, it just fucking got annoying. And I wanted to stop.
1: But I know... The other film I watched was Law Abiding Citizen, 2009's Law Abiding Citizen with...
0: Gerard Butler.
1: Jamie Foxx and Gerard Butler.
0: That's a great film.
1: Yeah, it's a sort of revenge film in the style of a dude who engineers all sorts of traps... For no reason. He tries to bring down the court systems and he takes out corrupted coppers and stuff. There's some pretty nice gore in there for you, Penn.
2: Yeah. I feel like do you know my earlier my dad said, We well, you know Penn, she's into murder and I was like, I don't know if that's the the right term but
0: You are into murder though. Yeah.
2: Like not doing it. I don't do a murder. No.
0: You've never done a murder. And
2: I don't know and I don't condone murder. I just Good. <laughs> I don't know if it just into murder is the right term, but apparently I can't escape it now, even from my dad.
0: <laughs> no. Fascinated by yeah. murder. The only thing I remember from Law Abiding Citizen, apart from the fact that I really enjoyed it, is there not a bit where he shanks a guy with a steak bone? Yes. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I am remembering the right film. That was fucking badass.
1: Yeah. So So the core pieces is that his family gets murdered in front of him. And the a Punisher star, the two people who break in and kill the family. One of them gets executed, and the other is let go, or is like only given three years. He gives witness accounts on behalf of the other guy, mm-hmm. so like he sells the other the other dude down the river. So he cheats the system by doing specific things to reduce his sentence, and acting as like a cooperative person. Yeah, and this pisses off Jared Butler, who turns out to be some sort of military engineer who crafts all sorts of gadgets and shits hmm. and then deliberately gets himself put in jail to then fuck with everyone else. Like he gets himself out essentially by giving all these reasons in court and they say, well, yeah, you're right. You can leave. And he's like, but that's not the point. I've killed two people in front of you. You know that I've done this and you're letting me go because there's no evidence. So what's the point? Yeah. The whole system is fucked. So I think morally there's like some interesting like conversations for But yeah, there is some very interesting set pieces, particularly the bit in his cell where he shanks a dude with a steak bone.
2: Is it sharpened or has it literally just come out of the steak? It's
0: just
1: come out of the steak, but I mean, it looks pretty fucking sharp. He
0: orders it as his last meal, doesn't he? Like, his, his last meal is like, I want a T-bone steak, yeah. and then he shanks him with the T-bone. Extra
2: sharp bones. Nice. Yeah,
1: pretty good. Mm. Pretty good. So again, I mean, I won't spoil too much of it, but again, it's worth watching. It's like I've come with nothing because I'm too busy doing other shit today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's all right i've got stuff i've got stuff i keep my head up and you will in this
2: i'm just getting warmed up this is von klaus with shit total fucking war i'm gonna pull the whole thing down i'm gonna bring the whole fucking diseased corrupt temple down on your head It's got to be biblical. I have a game for everyone, but I guess I will talk about a couple of films that I wasn't going to talk about because they were too good. But I've been on another documentary kick. Dan's not here to appreciate it, but I've been watching lots of stuff about computer games in the 80s and 90s. I recently watched High Score on Netflix, which is a six-part series covering things like Sega versus Nintendo, where RPG games came from, PC games... If you are a filthy casual like me, but also old, it's kind of nice to to get like an overview of how, when we didn't have this technology, how things came into being. Like this one guy did an RPG game. Like they used to have these, you know, the printers that would just print out like on those reams of paper that were all attached.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: And it was all, it was all the pictures were done with like X's and O's to show like walls and people, you know, like emojis before emojis when we used to do them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, We used to have to manually build your emojis out of the existing characters on your keyboard. Kids don't know how good they have it these days. They don't don't know they're born.
2: (laughs) So that was a good one if you are a filthy casual gamer and you're kind of into that. But I have been going a bit more in depth and I also watched a documentary called Insert Coin last night. And that was about Williams Entertainment and Midway games before they were called Midway Games because then they merged together but they made stuff that was all about arcade games and coin operator games and how they made Mortal Kombat and stuff like that and I found that really interesting too.
0: Did you see the trailer for the Mortal Kombat movie came out this week?
2: I haven't seen the new it's one. It's like
0: the first seven minutes of the film been released and it is gory. I'm excited. It is full-on like cranked up to 11 violence. Yeah it looks fantastic it's like It looks like it's telling the story of how Scorpion and Sub-Zero kind of were enemies before they were kind of the iconic characters Mm. that they are, etc. And it paints Scorpion as like quite sympathetic, which I don't think you've ever really seen in any of the other stuff that they've done with Mortal Kombat. But it looks looks really good. It comes out like next week, I think. So they've kind of just gone, here's a trailer, by the way, also the film's out next week. Enjoy. Yeah. So kind of how the cinema world operates now that there's no (laughs) rules or schedules anymore like i didn't
2: i didn't really play Mortal Kombat, and i didn't realize how many different fatalities there were Mm. there's a lot of crazy ones i also didn't realize that they actually used to film people and then digitize it like they used to yeah it's
0: all done with real mod, like real models and stuff like motion captured models
2: they did like um nba jam they did the same thing but they're like but we can't get the entire nba to come in and record all this so they worked out how to do it so they could then take the heads off so they had a few people do different moves with the body and then they would get the different shots of the heads and like but they were like before the internet so they had to get pictures because you needed like Mm. facing forward looking down looking up you know like needed all the to then digitize yeah and then there was a whole thing about how they were like well we can put anybody's head on this so they would put like the people that worked on it it's head in it and they were gonna put the Mortal Kombat heads on it, and the NBA were like, um, no, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been amazing. It would
0: have been worse for the NBA the other way around if all the characters had been getting, like, impaled and beheaded and their spines ripped out and stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Michael Jordan's getting pulled through. Yeah, it was just like... I'll be honest, I've never played Mortal Kombat. I don't know. I was trying to bullshit my way through it, but I I couldn't.
0: The old ones. I always
1: preferred Tekken.
2: But you could watch Sub-Zero, like, Slam Dunk and stuff, but... Then NBA went. Nah, don't do that.
0: Mortal Kombat have, have become kind of known for doing like weird crossovers and mm. stuff. And in the last few games, they've always had like a movie character of some kind, or like they did a whole game where they did Mortal Kombat versus DC Comics and nice, like loads of weird mm. shit like that. That's um,
2: what nerds want. Yeah, it is. They just
0: want to all see all the things f- that
2: we love all together.
0: <laughs> exactly. It's why like that, like Ready Player One was. So popular. I know the film wasn't considered to be that great, but because you just had every pop culture reference you could possibly fit into one film, like all squished in one place, and that is just what nerds want. Just want all their shit in front of them all the time. They've got this game, Mortal Kombat, and you
2: can kill people. Yeah, isn't that really cool? What the hell? (laughs) We can do whatever we want. I also watched Kid 90, which I can't remember if we mentioned before or not. A bunch of people sent it to me. It is about the actress Saleh Moonfry, who's an American, (laughs) yeah.
0: Is that her real name? That's
2: her real name. She's an American actress and she was a child, she was, I don't know if you know, she was Punky Brewster, which was like a sitcom in America.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: She was Punky Brewster from the age of like seven. And she was just (laughs) one of those kids like me and she always had a video camera with her. Like I was more like disposable camera and whatever but she had her video camera she filmed she filmed everything she filmed all her mates so she was friends with Leonardo DiCaprio the oh the kid from Never Ending Story whose name I can't think of now um don't know David Arquette's in it
0: you do love David Arquette
2: I do love David Arquette Jonathan Brandis <laughs> from Never Ending Story she dated one of the guys from House of Pain <laughs> god Stephen Dorff's in it, Corey Feldman, Perry Farrell, Balthazar Getty, Sarah Gilbert, Mark Paul Gosler, Brian Austin Green. So she was friends. They were all growing up in the 90s at the same time. Mm. And she just always had her video camera with her and she kept it all. She kept all the tapes. She kept a lot of like her voice messages like from answering machines and things and all her diaries. And then she decided to go through it. And me being a nostalgic... Basic Bitch was obviously super into it, but it was actually obviously more about her life and I didn't really know a lot about her. So it was actually a really nice story, not only about her growing up in the 90s, but I didn't realise it would be so focused on her. Like, cause you had like, like Zach, Mark Paul Gosselaar from Zach from Saved by the Bell in it as talking heads and things. But it was just... Like because she because she kept everything, it was just like a really nice look at that period in time and things like she, <laughs> she developed very quickly after she hit puberty. And by the time she was kind of 13, 14, she had like double E boobs. And she was like, I went from being like a seven-year-old kid to then being 13 and everyone pinching my butt and telling me how much I've grown and like all this creepiness in the industry and stuff.
1: Yeah, that doesn't sound good. No,
2: and she actually actually had a reduction and how she went from that to because she just went, this, nobody takes me seriously. I can't deal with this. And, you know, about her going to college. And sadly, I think there was kind of maybe seven or eight people that were in the documentary that are no longer with us from... For different reasons but it was a really nice snapshot in time and as she said she's like i feel like i'm coming of age all over again kind of going through all it and looking through it and she was just like i didn't realize at the time because a few of her friends like killed themselves um jonathan brandis from the never ending story he killed himself when he was 27 and she was like i could s- if i look back at these tapes you can see it but when you're mm. 14 15 16 you just don't see it and it made me very sad but it was, really, it was really nice, and it was a nice snapshot into that, into the 90s. So I highly recommend that. Okay. At seven years old, I was cast as Punky Brewster.
0: I remember Saved by the Bell, directors saying the
1: minute you walk onto the stage, you're no longer a child anymore. You're an adult. Did you miss me? There were 12 kids in the business. We all knew everyone. We would
0: talk. For two three hours and fall asleep on the phone we were just so
2: close i carried a camera with me everywhere i went so yeah but then i also have a little game didn't make a jingle though and now i feel bad because i'm always like dan why don't you have jingles and then i
0: couldn't think. just of make one up just do a little sing song Do it now.
1: do it now no
2: you always try and make me sing when i don't want to i told you it has to be organic
1: yeah but now we're letting you sing
2: no i'm not i can't do it it has to be off the cuff I can't do it otherwise.
0: Alright. What's the name of the game and I'll sing a little song?
2: Lost in translation. Oh, bottled it. Yeah, see, like Just I don't fucking,
0: know. Fucking bottled it.
2: <laughs> and he's a musician.
0: Well, no, I no, play bass.
1: Not a singer though. No. No. <laughs> oh, it was great. So
2: with some with some help of the internet, I've made this little game. Lost in translation. So obviously sometimes you'll get a title of a movie and it won't make any sense translated into a different language. So they will change it. For example, I think in the Netherlands, Die Hard 2, instead of being called Die Hard, Die H- was it Die Harder? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's called Die Hard Mega Hard, which <laughs> 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 sounds like a porn parody. So some of these are either they've changed them because they don't make sense or they're just direct translations. So I'm going to give you the translation and the country i was going to try and say them but a lot of them are chinese so i bottled it but i will give you the title of the movie and what country it's from and you guys can try and tell me what the film is okay. does that make sense oh, i'm
1: looking f- forward to this nice to have some proper competition for once.
2: yeah i've never run a game let's not
0: I've get ahead it. of ourselves
2: um <laughs> and i think we'll go with the you've both got two syllables in your names so, that's fair. But I guess we're just going to, instead of a buzzer, just shout your own name. Okay. All right. Liam, you've probably heard it, but Andy does like to... My name! Yeah,
0: it's true.
2: <laughs> Try and shorten it as much as possible.
0: Okay. you got to get it out as quick as possible. That's fine. I can say my name really fast. I'm sure of it. Be fine. Do it on the night.
2: The first... <laughs> <laughs> the first movie... Some of these are probably a bit easy, but they were just too funny not to include. The first movie is from...
1: Well, let's start us off with the easy ones
0: first. Um, let's get a taste for okay. it. Okay.
2: From France, you've got The Teeth from the Sea.
0: Limp. Yeah. Is it Jaws?
2: It is Jaws. Nice. Okay, so number two is from Hong Kong, and it's called Come to My Cave and Wear This Rubber Cod Piece, Cute Boy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, that could just be an anime, surely.
2: It's not an anime.
1: It just sounds like one
0: of my home videos.
2: <laughs> Come to my cave and wear this rubber cod piece, cute boy. Liam. Yep.
0: It's not labyrinth, is it?
2: No, but that's a good. That's a good shout. I just thought
0: cod piece and thought immediately yeah. about David Bowie's penis. Like yep. I'm, I'm most no. of the
2: time.
0: I can't think of anything but a cave. Yet. Come to my cave. What is it? Come to my cave. And, and wear where this rubber...
2: rubber cod piece, cute boy. You'll kick yourself, Ooh. Mandy. You can think of films with a cave.
1: Oh, it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. What the fuck was that?
1: <laughs> I nearly had a fucking aneurysm. <laughs> Is it Batman? Can you? How specific do I need to be? Well,
0: oh, god.
2: I think you need. You don't have to be very specific, but I need Batman. I need a little bit more.
0: I've got it. If he hasn't,
2: uh, okay. Who's the cute um, boy? Batman. In the cod piece. I'm giving him too many clues.
0: Oh, and he's still not getting it.
1: Batman
2: and Robin. Yeah.
0: Was Batman and Robin the one with the rubber bat nipples, or was that Batman Forever?
2: That was Batman. No, Forever. that
0: was Batman and Robin. Was, was it? it?
2: Were there two George Clooney been... Batmans? Batmans? No,
0: there was just one. I think. Oh. Yeah. Batman and Robin. One. And then Val Kilmer did one each. Yeah.
1: Batman Forever. He
0: did.
2: Batman and Robin is Chris O'Donnell, isn't it? Because he was Robin.
0: Yes. He's in Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Oh, that's
2: why I'm getting confused
1: yeah Batman and Robin had George Clooney and um nipples and nipples and the woman from fucking
2: Clueless. Clueless. um, what's she called
0: Alicia Silverstone yes yeah yeah Yeah.
2: alright number three (laughs) I think this one this one might be a little bit more difficult it's from Italy and it's called if you leave me I delete you
0: Liam yep no oh fuck I was gonna say taken but that doesn't actually make sense
2: no some of them are kind of badly translated and other ones are just kind of describing the movie a bit
0: it's not I know what you did last summer
2: it is not it's not a horror movie if you leave me I delete you daddy yep (laughs) gongo Nope.
0: it sounded like you called yourself gabby
2: gabby gabby
0: (laughs) (laughs) if you leave me I'll delete you
2: some of these are tricky but they were just too good I didn't think how I was going to help you either I just kind of wrote these down no
0: can you tell us, like, one of the people who are in the film?
2: Kate Winslet is in the film,
0: but she's if only you, ever been in Titanic.
2: If you leave me, I delete you. Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. It's not Titanic, is it? No, it's not Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you just, left just, me on this board. Just,
0: is the film's actual title quite long as well? Yes. Right.
2: It's more a metaphorical delete you than a horror. It's not like a horror delete you. But then it's not like it an would. internet ghost. It is a bit... We can we can give up.
0: I, 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 I'm I out on this one because I literally can't think of a single other film with right, going Winslet you, in it.
2: I'm going to tell you who the other person is. Jim Carrey. Uh,
1: I'm at it. Yep. <laughs> is it A Turn With Sunshine?
2: It is.
1: I mean, I've never seen that film. I didn't realise she was in it. I've oh. not seen it either. I'm
2: told oh I no, I did try and pick ones that you would... Okay, let's try this one. Yeah. <laughs> The young people who traverse dimensions while wearing sunglasses—that is a movie title from France.
0: The young people who traverse. Got
2: it. Yep, yeah, Andy.
1: Uh, oh, I've got two guesses. I'm gonna punt on the Matrix. First.
2: Yes. Correct, it's the Matrix.
1: <laughs> what was it again?
2: The young people who traverse dimensions while wearing sunglasses.
0: Yeah. That's the French translation.
2: <laughs> Apparently so. Yes. Obviously, I did get these from the internet, but I did look at a lot of websites. Surely it's just
0: Le Matrix.
2: <laughs> Le Matrix. It should be, yeah. It should be. <laughs> yeah, I did get these from the internet, and but I did look on a bunch of sites that had the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Number five from Israel. It's raining falafel what it's, it's very ring. literal it's, I mean, that it's sounds a very like the literal dream. translation oh this one. um
0: it's... Liam, i forgot my name <laughs> is it cloudy with a <laughs> chance of meatballs
2: yes it is
0: amazing
1: oh of course
0: it was yeah
2: so number six from argentina is vaseline
0: vaseline
2: vaseline a movie called vaseline, vaseline. again a very literal translation also, a one word title. I'm just thinking, all
0: I can think about is lube.
2: You're on the right lines. Think of film, like, there's not a film called lube.
0: I bet there is.
2: Got it. Yep.
1: Is it Snatch?
2: It's not Snatch. <coughs> oh,
1: that's I'm just thinking grim. of where you put
0: Vaseline.
2: <laughs> no, Liam was closer. It's not Vaseline. It's not lube.
0: Is it Sliding Doors? I don't know. Nope. I'm trying to think about films about lube. It's a musical. Hairspray. Oh, oh, oh,
2: yeah, just... I'm going to do half for that one because I assume that's what you were going to say, Andy. Yeah. do a half. Number seven. This is probably a tricky one, but I know at least Andy's seen it. This hitman is not as cold as he thought. That's from this China. This hitman
1: is not as cold as he thought.
0: Liam. Yep. Is it, is it taken?
2: Nope. This Good guess, though. It's not as cold it's as it is. It's got hitman thought. in it. Yep, Andy. Is it Leon? It is
1: Leon. Oh. Ah, well done. That poster behind me is paying dividends. <laughs> no one can see that for me. Also, mm-hmm.
2: now I'm reading these out, I'm like, I'm glad I'm running this because I wouldn't have got these. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, you picked a good quiz
0: to get out of. Yep. I've had my mind blown by that traversing dimensions with sunglasses one. That's the most <laughs> mental thing I've ever heard.
2: <laughs> the thing is, there were so many good ones. I've got questions for I'd like to do this again and I had to kind of split them between them, but I was just <laughs> wetting myself laughing. Next couple are a a bit tricky. From Germany there is a comedy called Full of the Nuts. I think balls rather than peanuts. Full of the nuts. I don't think you'll get this one. Not to be negative about it, but
0: Let it's not spate. Oh go on.
2: Yes, Andy.
1: Is it American pie?
2: It is not American
0: pie. Liam. Yep. Is it Spaceballs?
2: It's not space balls, but you are on the right line with balls. <laughs> I, don't Always. Know, I don't know how to help you.
0: More films about balls. It's a Ben
2: Stiller movie. Lip.
1: Ben,
0: Stiller, a ben movie. Stiller movie. Is it Dodgeball?
2: It is Dodgeball.
0: Dodgeball. Full of the nuts.
1: Full of the nuts?
2: Do they get hit a lot in the nuts in Dodgeball? I don't really...
1: Yeah, I guess Justin Long does. But it's not... Well... <laughs> so vague.
2: This one, this is probably the most difficult one from Mexico. Pigs and diamonds.
1: <laughs> Pigs and diamonds. Yep, I'm going to have
2: to give you some clues for this one.
1: Liam, are either of those words
0: relevant?
2: I don't think so. I is don't... it blue streak? <laughs> what a fucking reference. <laughs> blue... No, it's not. It is a gangster. Not really. I don't really know. I don't remember there being any pigs in it. I don't remember Oh, being... hang on. Andy. Oh, Andy. We've spoken about this already, right? This is Snatch. It is Snatch. There are yeah. diamonds and pigs in it.
1: Yeah, there's a big fuck of diamonds that Lenny James finds, and Bricktop is always banging on about pigs.
2: Oh, I take it back. I'm a lockstock girl rather than a Snatch girl myself, so...
1: Snatch is much better.
2: No. Yeah. Liam, do you have a preference? Have you seen them?
0: <laughs> I've seen them both, but not for a very long time, but I definitely remember Snatch more than I remember Lockstock.
1: Excellent. In which case I'm adding this as a question. <laughs> and I have
0: one. <laughs> well, do you prefer Snatch or Lockstock? In that case, my answer is layer case. <laughs> which I haven't seen.
2: Number ten is gonna be from China. Run! Run! CloudZilla!
0: CloudZilla.
2: CloudZilla. Yep, yeah, run. Run. Cloudzilla. Liam. Yes, Liam.
0: Is it Twister?
2: It is Twister. Good shot. Oh, it's not even the mist. <laughs>
1: no. That is absolute bollocks. A
2: fucking tornado is not a cloud. I mean, from now on I'm calling tornadoes cloudzillas. I'm outraged. So out of ten, that was close. Andy has one, I'm afraid, with five and a half. And Liam was a very close second with four and a half, so.
1: I feel like I can't feel smug about that. That was good. That was a good, good battle.
0: That was good. So I enjoyed that.
2: They're odd. I would it's
1: nice to have competition in a quiz for once. <laughs> instead of just Penny turning up and doing very little else.
2: I must have beat you in something. You haven't. Oh, I beat Brad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, congratulations. <laughs> Everyone beat Brad.
2: That was lost in translation. Jingle pending.
0: Lost in translation, lost in translation, lost in translation.
2: Teenagers
0: with sunglasses traveling through dimensions.
2: <laughs> it's better than anything I could have come up with, so I appreciate it.
1: Shall we move on to our film that isn't really from a hat but has been brought in by our guest and we can pretend it's from a hat?
2: Well, I suppose we should mention we are suspending the hat movies. Until Dan returns. So if you were looking forward to us talking about Johnny mnemonic, it sucks to be you. Because you'll have to wait. <laughs>
1: Sweet. Liam, what film did you bring from the hat that isn't really a hat, but I guess I brought them pretending it's from a hat and we're still validating it like a hat?
2: Could be from the shoe. We could do the opposite. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Film from a shoe.
0: <laughs> so this film that I've pulled out of my shoe, I guess. Is, <laughs> as I already said earlier, my favourite film, Hot Fuzz, a film I will never, ever tire of watching.
2: My mum came in I earlier think, while I was watching it and she was like, oh, I love this film. I haven't seen it in ages. It is definitely a, a banger.
1: It is a b- I don't know anyone who doesn't like this film, mm-hmm. or at least doesn't appreciate it for the gold that it is, because it is incredible, right? Like I haven't watched so it for this, but I know it like the back of my hand. Yeah, it's just a comforting film to film
0: because it's one of those films that's on ITV too, like all the time. I've seen it <laughs> pro- probably fifty times, maybe more. But it's never ever. Not once have I ever thought, "Oh, that's probably enough enough hot fuzz for me today." Yeah, I just I just want to watch it all the time. Yeah, I notice things that I didn't notice them on previous watches, even still to this day. Wow. Yeah. Likewise. So this is uh, two thousand and
1: seven film directed by edgar wright yes. starring simon pegg and nick frost and a whole fucking catalog Oof. of british talent many of whom have gone on to get oscars i eh? will <laughs> notes. so the oh, film yeah
2: she hasn't she <laughs>
1: sorry <laughs> have you got one person in particular in my olivia
2: <laughs> coleman i'm just looking at my notes and there are just notes where i've gone i love olivia coleman yeah yeah, adam buxton <laughs> that's just some of my notes. <laughs> just pointing out people that are in a film. I've got a note
0: where I've just written, slutty Olivia Coleman. She's the queen now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she is the queen. She should be the queen.
0: Agreed. So Hot Fires opens
1: with Simon Pegg playing PC Nicholas Angel, a high-achieving officer in the London Metropolitan Police Service. Such
2: a fucking square, isn't he? Such an overachiever. Know, he's a
1: nerd.
0: He is a proper nerd.
1: I have never seen anyone look so pleased with himself after power sliding on a bike. <laughs> oh,
0: that, that is my first note.
1: Oh, the power
2: slide.
0: My first note is just the words advanced cycling. <laughs> it's just that fucking smug face that he does when he does the power slide on the bike. When he clearly thinks that he looks like a badass, but he looks like a total virgin. Uh, and it makes me really happy. He's in the
1: high vis. He's just sticking out like a sore thumb.
0: He's amazing. It starts so strong.
1: It's also worth pointing out that the Santa that stabs him in the hand is Peter Jackson. Oh, is it? There's a lot of cameos in this oh. film that are hidden away, and that's Peter Jackson. Yeah,
2: His arrest rate is 400% higher than everyone else's. Can you imagine doing anything... better than the people that you know or work with. Well, maybe some people you work with. Let's not go there. But doing something (laughs) 400% better than someone, I can't imagine achieving that much. No. no. I mean, I can't can't imagine
0: a police officer being that efficient. Because they must have a fuck ton of paperwork to do as well. he
2: says it, doesn't he? He's got a fuck ton of paperwork. So how he has time, I don't know. Well, he hasn't got time. Well, he has got time because he isn't interested in his girlfriend.
0: No, that's why he lost Janine.
2: Who was Janine? Does anybody know? It's I'm Kate mentioning.
0: Blanchett. Kate Blanchett, yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah.
2: I did like that it did make me think of COVID times, though. Like, because everyone's got that. I'm like, oh, is this is like now. You can't tell who anyone is. It was quite comfortable. She is
0: acting like hell behind that mask. Yeah. Like, it's all in the eyes. Like, she is giving it a hell of a performance, even though she's in a hazmat suit and a dust mask. It did
2: work, did it? Because uh, I didn't know it was her.
0: <laughs> well, that, that whole scene in that section where... Uh, she goes to, like, Janine, we need to talk. I'm not Janine. And, then, <laughs> <laughs> and then they're talking about, you're seeing someone else, aren't you? Is it Bob? No. <laughs> Does Bob look like someone I'd go out with? And it's Dave, <laughs> and they're two just two dudes who two look exactly the same in their little hazmat suits and dust masks. I just love this film so fucking. You know what we
2: should have done? You guys should have acted it out. I reckon I reckon, you I, could reckon
0: I probably could. I think that yeah. given, like, a, a couple of run-throughs, I could have done this whole film. Amazing. I'm not going to. So,
1: Nicholas Angel is told that he has been promoted to sergeant and he's well chuffed with himself. Should be. Except he's being made a sergeant in the rural town of Sanford, Gloucestershire, commonly voted Village of the Year every year. He moves there. <laughs> there are some pieces in between, obviously. But- Sorry. You <laughs>
0: love
2: him. He moves there. <laughs>
0: there's a bit that we need to touch on before we go to him moving there which is the exchange in the office with martin freeman at first and then he and then he escalates it to steve coogan and then escalates it further to bill (laughs) nailly and that whole exchange is just superb
2: because you can just see like how they all hate how good he is yeah and especially when he's like well you know uh, he walks into the other room and like everyone's got a cake and he's like, goodbye! He makes them all look bad. So and just all the fact that they're all very smug to get rid of him is great. They all
0: don't care about him at all because they're just all asking him the same like stock questions, like, mm. how's the hand? Oh, still a bit stiff. Mm. And that's it. And that's the only interest that they take in him. Yeah. Because they all think he's a fucking teacher's pet and they're right.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He is. He is.
2: He's a square.
0: So he
1: arrives in Sanford, he doesn't have a house prepared, and he goes to the local hotel. I cannot remember who the person is. Who is there? Joyce something.
0: Joyce. Yeah, Joyce Cooper. And
1: he goes out for a a cheeky beverage at a pub. Except it's not a a delicious pint. He goes for a lovely cranberry
0: juice.
2: Which just makes me think he's got like a water infection.
0: Yeah, he's got a UTI.
2: (laughs) Yeah, nobody drinks so much on purpose unless it's got vodka in it. Or they have a UTI.
0: <laughs> he just wants to flush his fanny out. All right, leave him alone.
2: <laughs> Jesus
1: Christ. <laughs> Whilst he's there, he notices there's a lot of teenagers in the pub and he kicks them all out, asking them a variety of questions like, when were you born? How old are you? There's another one that I can't remember. And none of them can give correct answers, so they all go. Bearing in mind, he hasn't started work yet. He's still not technically a police <laughs> sergeant.
2: My favourite bit about this is he gets rid of all the all the children, and the pub's empty, and they look at him like, oh fuck, fucking hell. I'm like, well, of course the pub is empty because why would any adults want to drink there if it was full of fucking children? Yeah,
0: it's a fair point. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like, could you imagine if you were in that pub and it was full of kids? It. They awful. seemed
0: insufferable as well. Those kids. Mm. Yeah.
2: When's your birthday? 26th of February. What year? Every year. Fucking shut it. The best one of
0: those is is the one where he goes, what's your birthday? And he just goes,
1: (laughs) 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 so it's at this point we meet PC Danny Butterman, who is absolutely shit faced. He gets in a car to drive off, nearly runs old Sergeant Angel down. And Auntie Penny would not allow that.
2: <laughs> Auntie Penny says don't do any drink driving. He
0: does a killer tactical roll to get out of the way of the car. It's incredible. It's like the first time you see him using his police skills. He's such
2: a fucking show off?
0: It is. Like, no, I can't just move. I have I'm to do nerd. a barrel roll to get away from the car.
2: Like when he jumps over the fences right at the end. It's so unnecessary. And then he jumps over all the fences and then the last one is that flip in the air. You're like, just stop showing off.
0: He does a couple of flips around the garden centre as well. At one point in the film. just like summer something everywhere. Yeah.
1: So, Angel takes Danny to the police station, chucks him in a cell overnight, as well as a load of kids he's seen on the way back. Some of whom we've seen in the pub, some who are pissing just, you know, in the street, does all the paperwork. The following day, he goes to check to see where our guest in cell two is. And. He opens the cell door and it's empty.
2: Dun, dun, and from dun. behind
1: him pops Danny as a police
0: officer. Man.
2: A policeman. Policeman officer. officer. Bless him.
0: I know, it's so cute. He's like, Why are you dressed like a policeman? Like, Because I am. Because I am.
1: <laughs> 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 so Danny is the son of the inspector, Frank,
2: who is Jim Broadbent, aka the old turtle from Animals United. Don't know why I just remembered that. <laughs>
0: That's a throwback. That is his uh, his,
2: his
1: breakout role. It's just as well, Dan, isn't it?
2: (laughs) Dan would be livid.
1: He would be, yeah. So we see shots of Danny and Angel meeting the rest of the team, including the two Andys, who are played by Paddy Considine and... Rafe Spall. I think they're the highlight Mm -hmm. for me. Oh, yeah. I do love them. I think they've got the best lines. They're just the most interesting. And we see them doing mundane police work sort of patrolling areas and that's about it they try and find a swan from mr peter ian staker
2: (laughs) mr p.i staker played by Stephen merchant
0: yeah everyone in this film is someone fantastic isn't it like yeah even just the tiny little bit parts are just great there is a, a bit in that office scene with the swear box for the church roof. Mm-hmm. Yes. Where every word is like starred out. So it's like F star star K and like SH at sign T and then just cunt, just written <laughs> bold, just English <laughs> with no censorship whatsoever. It's £2 oh, for it. the C bomb, apparently. <laughs> which, it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. So.
1: Absolutely worth it. So we see them sat on a roadside in the car checking drivers to see if they're speeding and he pulls over Martin Blower and Eve Draker.
2: Frank Gallagher, fucking love him. Sorry, <laughs> from Shameless.
0: It took me years to figure out that it was Frank Gallagher from Shameless. Like, I re- I think I only recognized that in the last two years. I don't
2: think I've ever noticed. Oh really? Yeah. Like Shame.
0: I have Which... a note.
2: I have a note from later on. Is that I would rather watch Frank Gallagher be Romeo in that play. <laughs> like, I'd rather it was him yeah. playing Frank playing Romeo.
1: Angel pulls him over, and questions them to understand why they were speeding he tells danny that the important thing is his little black book where he has written down everything <laughs> that martin blow has said it's incredibly petty but right. one day it could save his life danny says he's uses his book constantly and inside is a little flip art <laughs> of a robber getting his hair blown off
2: i'm just looking up people because you said there were so many cameos and i've just found out that joe cornish of my favorite adam and joe fame was bob
0: <laughs> oh in the dust mask in the hazmat suit. yeah i didn't realize that <laughs>
2: no i didn't realize that either that just made me really happy sorry carry on
1: <laughs> so back at the station angel is quite clearly does not want to hang out with him he thinks he's a fucking loser And they've turned down tickets to the Romeo and Juliet play that Martin Blair and Eve Draper are doing. As Angel is about to leave, Frank suggests that they, him and Danny, go to see Romeo and Juliet on the behalf of the police force. Is
2: that a thing? (laughs) Like I know they're in a village. I think
1: because it's a community
0: thing, they probably in a small town like that. It probably is. Yeah that's fair everyone's all up in each other's business aren't yeah, they
1: yeah I mean it kind of makes sense
2: I don't know I live in Essex we'll try and stay out of each other's business
1: I should add and I forgot to bring this up earlier we meet the NWA oh yeah <laughs> that's quite an important aspect of this film but the NWA work sort of alongside the police the Neighborhood Watch Association and they are very fucking
0: weird but we will come back to them shortly
2: they're very mad about living statues
0: yeah and hoodies <laughs> And minor graffiti.
2: I've just got a note that says living statues are kind of shit though. So that's fair enough. They are
0: shit. They are shit. I've never seen a good one.
2: I mean I have, but like you know that they're like the you know the ones that are like floating on a carpet or something, and you're like, well, you're just sitting on a seat. Yeah. Like,
0: like the ones you get in Covent Garden.
2: I can sit on a seat.
0: I'm sitting on a seat right now.
2: I'm like, alright, it's not the most comfortable seat, but yeah, I'm doing it right now. No one's giving me any money.
0: <laughs> it's because you're not spray painted silver.
2: Only seats. <laughs>
0: Only seats. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> As
1: Danny and Angel are leaving the production of Romeo and Juliet, Martin Blower is like, "Oh, thanks for coming, you know, whatever." And they're like, "Oh, yes, drive safe." So smooth. Danny also says to George
0: Merchant Merchant to jog on. no, he doesn't. He tells Martin Blower to jog on. Because oh, yeah. he, oh. he goes, yeah, we can't accept gifts from someone we've officially rebuked, so pfft, jog on.
2: <laughs> I love how he parrots it back, like parrots back the stuff that the angel says to him, but then... Uh, fucks it.
0: But then ruins it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so as they're walking away, you see a shot of a suspicious figure in a hood. There's a knock on Martin Blow's door. Eve Draper strolls in with a couple of glasses and a bottle of vino. There's another knock at the door and it is said hooded figure with an axe who caves both their heads in. Yeah. Except it doesn't. I always thought that's what happened. No, not their heads off. I always thought it like... Yeah, but I always thought the way that it, it no, looks... It's, like it's like a scythe. Yeah.
2: It does look but like... I like thought
1: a... it looked like they were going to go straight yeah. down instead of like in a cross job. Anyway, so the following day, Angel and Danny are at a scene of a crime where Martin Blower and Eve Dreb have had their heads... Taken off. It's been put down as a traffic collision, or a car accident, depending on whichever is the correct term. It's traffic collision. Accident suggests there's no one to blame.
2: I loved how Skinner. What's his first The su- the supermarket guy.
1: Simon Skinner.
2: Simon Skinner. Oh, Timothy Dalton. Yes, he. I fucking love him in this. And the fact that he's like, I mean, I'm going to say spoilers, but we all know there's a twist. But like, he's he's the obvious kind of. Red herring in this, they pretty yeah. much set him up to be the murderer. Like, he
1: turns up at the right place at the right time every, after yeah, every crime, and the fact right, that- with a reference yeah. to the person who's died.
2: His big dick energy, where he just like drives up, he like quotes Romeo and Juliet, and then he's playing like a Romeo and Juliet specific. Yeah, die straights. Yeah, yeah. And he does it again later. I just love the big dick energy of like, it's supposed to be like the murderer returning to the crime, but just basically being like, like taking the piss.
0: He's just rubbing it in his face, isn't he?
2: Yeah. Yeah. he's so good at it in this.
1: I mean, it's an amazing cast. Yeah.
0: In a film made up of an amazing cast though, he is really one of the standout characters in it. I think he plays it Mm. perfectly as the smug prick who definitely knows more than he lets on.
2: Which is weird. Because we know how much I hate smugness, but I love him in this.
1: <laughs> so Angel immediately suspects some sort of foul play. And he is told to sort of give it a rest because he's big cop, London cop, and he's in a small village and it's probably just an accident. It doesn't really matter, but, you know, it's not a murder. They get a call to go to Webley Farm where they find an enormous stash of weapons. <gasps> and these are not like the sort of weapons a farmer would have, like your standard shotgun this is a fucking sea mine <laughs> amongst a shit ton of automatic weapons.
2: Yeah, and the fact that I love that they're just like, where'd you get them from? He's like, found them. And that's it. And we all go, okay, he found them.
1: <laughs> where do you find a sea mine? Because he's like presumably in a landlocked
2: country. I was going to say Gloucestershire is in the, in the middle, innit? <laughs> yeah. And the fact that he managed to find it and move it.
0: The translation scene before, just before they find the stash where they... They brought the old man yeah. popper with them to translate the farmer, and then Danny has to translate. <laughs> the old man is yeah. amazing. Where is uh, Nick Frost goes into proper posh? Yeah. Yes, I suppose. <laughs> oh, that's just <laughs> yeah. fantastic. It's what's his face from Harry Potter, isn't it? It plays the farmer,
2: David Bradley.
0: Yeah, he was also in also Game of Thrones.
2: From Game of Thrones, also you know how Leak Watch was a massive fail. Yeah, but Derek Watch has been astounding. Right. Angel talks about why he wanted to be a policeman, and it's all because of his uncle Derek. I've never heard the word the name Derek so many times in so many since we started doing this. Derek just pops up everywhere. I didn't realize it was such a popular name in movies. That's all. Have you
0: watched The Good Place?
2: Yes, but not the last series because I am not emotionally stable enough for that right now.
0: <laughs> I now can't watch that without oh, what's his name, Steve Mandzukas or, or Jason Mandzukas. Mm. His character, Derek, who just says Derek all the time. I now can't think of that without thinking of you guys and the big pile of Derek from episode one.
1: <laughs> You're very welcome.
2: I love it. <laughs> yeah, I want to know how many Derek's have been. There's got to been, I reckon we're on at least half a dozen Derek's at this point.
1: Yeah, I think we're on about six, five or six. Mm-hmm. So after an impressive haul of weapons, Danny and Angel go out for a couple of beverages. And this time, It's not just cranberry juice. Mm -mm. It gets your face together. I really like the way that they put down a 20 note and then a 10 note and then a 5 note and then like a handful of change.
2: Yeah, that's that's what happens, isn't it? Yeah. You don't keep pulling out 20s.
1: I just can't believe you can get two pints for a fiver.
2: Oh, yeah. That's because we live in cities, not (laughs) in the middle of nowhere. True. Can't even get a McDonald's for a fiver.
1: Uh, not the quantity we ain't. <laughs> They go back to Danny's afterwards and binge watch a couple of action films. I think they watch Point Break first and then Bad Boys 2. Yep. Yep. I don't know if this happens to anyone else, but whenever I'm referring to Bad Boys and uh, someone hasn't seen it, I will immediately go, You ain't seen Bad Boys 2. And I cannot help myself. <laughs>
0: yeah. I,
1: just throwing it out there. That
0: is uh, maybe the quote from this film that I use in everyday conversation more than any other. Is you UN seen bad boys too?
2: Yeah. We missed my favourite quote because I didn't know where we were, but I think it's when earlier on when they're chasing the shoplifter and Angel says to Danny, "Did you see that?" And he's like, "No, I'm not made of eyes." <laughs> that just sounds like something <laughs> yes. I <can> fucking say. <laughs>
0: it's not of- yeah.
2: Like, I don't know. I'm not made of eyes.
0: <laughs> I had that written down. I had shoplifter chase, and then in brackets, I'm not made of eyes. It's just such an amazing...
1: That
2: is possibly my favourite.
1: As Danny and Angel are sort of, I would say, cuddled together yeah, watching these having films. having a little snuggle. George Merchant's house explodes.
2: Well, that's it. He was at the pub with them. They take him home first, well, don't he they? Was, they take him home because he was shit-faced in yeah. the pub and they drop him off and then some nefarious things happen and a swan blows up his house.
1: Yeah, they did get a little drunk, didn't they? <laughs> Get it? Because he's so tiny. <clears throat> so angel once again thinks the killings are related and not accidents. The two Andes have an incredible moment yes. where they move out of scene and then Paddy Considine comes back in to go back out again. It's my favourite GIF of all time, I think. Don't know when I use it, but I use
0: it quite often. <laughs> it's a, a fantastic GIF. I saw it once lovingly recreated in Lego and it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Oh, wow. Yes, yeah, like yeah. Like a stop-motion stop version. It is fantastic. So Angel suspects that the killings are related. He
1: goes to find local journalist Tim Messenger, played by...
2: Yeah, Adam Buxton!
1: Adam Buxton. <laughs> who approaches Angel at the church and says he's got some information that he needs to give him. So they're currently at church fate, and as we sort of pan through the fate, you see Simon Skinner again being portrayed as like the obvious villain shouting Splat the
0: Rat as
1: he's staring at Tim
0: Messenger. You know, I've never noticed that before. Okay. N- I didn't. I, I well, knew that someone... Splat the Rat. Well, I could hear someone shouting Splat the Rat, but I never cottoned on that it was him and that he was shouting it at Tim Messenger. See, I've seen this film so many times and I'm, now you're pointing out things to me that I hadn't even clocked That's the beauty of this film. It's just an excuse to go and watch it again afterwards.
1: Mm. So... Angel has to call out these numbers from a tombola. I don't know what they're winning from a tombola, but Tim Messenger comes out first, and he's obviously not there because he's supposed to be meeting Angel at that time. And then Simon Skinner comes out. He's gone to the toilet because he's had too much of Joyce's lemonade, which makes Angel suspicious. He jumps from the stage, bolts across.
0: When they shout Tim Messenger's name, someone in the crowd goes, Oh, Tim, your number's up. Which I hadn't noticed until today's Uh... viewing. Today was the first time I noticed that. But yeah, there's loads of tiny little bits of foreshadowing like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So as the fucking angel jumps to the crowds, he runs to where he's supposed to be, Tim Messenger. Tim Messenger turns around and goes, hi, hi. And then his head gets caved in by one of the spires on the church roof in a very sort of exorcist way.
2: It's such a good... That's the best death? Yeah. I mean, it's the one you... I mean, I suppose you do kind of see them, but it's just the way the spire gets, like, pushed over, so it goes point down, and then he kind of looks like, what's that thing from Silent Hill? The triangle head. Pyramid, pyramid head. head. Yeah, pyramid head, and he just kind of stumbles and yeah. then falls down, like, I want to be in a film, just go, so I could get fake killed in a good way. I mean,
1: it's very well done.
0: The rest of the deaths are, like, implied almost like it sort of most of it happens off screen but that's just fucking graphic
2: apart from with the shears yeah leslie tiller does that happen off screen and then you see them yeah
0: later on yeah
2: yeah but yeah like you said like most of them are implied so that Mm. one was a that was a good one Mm.
1: so angel is there as he sees this head cabin for some reason everyone else then turns up i don't know how they all knew that was gonna happen but they did
2: was it? Wasn't? Did nobody just like scream or something? Was it not just? I no, because
1: it was. It was only two of them who were there.
2: I guess because he ran through the crowd and people are nosy. They're like, "Oh, was he?" Because he's in the middle of something and then he runs off. Angel. So I wonder if they just kind of follow him because they're nosy fuckers.
1: Maybe, maybe. Fucking Frank Butterman. <laughs> butterman. butterman. He is persuaded by Angel that it is in fact a murder. However, Angel running to the top to check to see if Simon Skinner was up the top of the tower. Proved nothing. There was no one there. Right. Frank then tells everyone that they have specific roles and I can't remember what they are. But it's all along the lines of question these people, um, get a cord and wait for
2: the Keep and watching
1: stuff. shit. Yeah. Because it's a church fate, they're all dressed up in a bit weird, apart from Sergeant Angel, who has no days off. Right. So Danny is dressed as a cowboy.
2: <laughs> so is his dad.
1: So is his dad. And one of the other coppers, and I can't remember who it is, is got
0: Spider Man oh, yeah. painted on his face. Him and his son have got matching Spider Man face paints.
2: Have you guys ever done matching things like that with your dad? No. Have you ever done it with Isaac Liam? Well, I had
0: matching face paints. Yeah. No, but I would if the if the opportunity presented itself, if he yeah. wanted me to be a uh, Pokemon or something, which is almost definitely what he would want. Then yeah, absolutely, I'd be Pikachu yeah. for a bit. Just hopefully I haven't got to do any p- police work.
2: What if your dad asked you the same question? What
0: now? Yeah. Well, now that I'm 34 and he's 72.
2: <laughs> yep. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. You, you both happen to be going to like a, a fancy dress party, and he says, "Let's do either the same outfit or a couple's outfit." A couple's outfit.
0: Do you know what? I'd be up. I'd be up for that.
2: <laughs> Assuming your mum's not going.
0: <laughs> I don't know about doing a couple's outfit with my dad. Like, I'm not happy about being the Harley Quinn to my dad's joker. Uh, it just feels,
2: <laughs> feels a
0: bit creepy, uh, but I'd do like strange. a Laurel and Hardy or something like that with him. Yeah, sure, why not? Hmm. That's taking a weird tangent, hasn't it? Just
2: curious.
1: So it's Danny's birthday. Danny and Angel have been working through the night to try and work out what's been going on. They think that there is a connection between the real estate of Leslie Tiller's flower shop and like a big fucking superstore motorway i
2: i love this because she doesn't she she tells them like right so they wanted to buy my land and he wanted to buy this land because she knows something like from the council so they know that if i if they buy this land it'll the roads being built near it so that means then they can build like a retail park near it and it all makes perfect sense and it's all a very good motive for why you would, not a very good motive. I still don't condone murder, even. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like she tells them this and he works it all out. And when later on he says it all to Skinner and lays it all out, you're like, oh, that makes perfect sense. The fact that a bit later on after the twist, that is not the reason. I love that they've set up, like, inverted commas, a proper reason and a proper motive. And then yeah. it's like, no, we actually just, like, don't like jugglers. <laughs> <laughs> it is so good because you're like, how have you murdered all these people for these fucking stupid reasons? And actually no one gives a shit about this real reason of a retail park is it's, chef's kiss.
0: It's for the greater good, Penny.
2: The greater good. No hoodies. The greater good is no hoodies, no statues, And so Danny's dead mum is proud? Is that... That's all I got from it. That's
1: the long (laughs) and short of it, yeah.
2: Is that the... We'll come back... Yeah.
1: We'll come back to the greater good when we get there, but you're along the right lines. So Angel goes to Leslie Tiller's flower shop to get Danny a peace lily as a birthday present. And as he sort of... As she's wrapping up, she's telling him about all this real estate shit that Penny's just explained. He goes to get his little black book from the car... And as he turns around back to the shop, she has been stabbed with a pair of shears in the chest and is just pissing blood everywhere. All up the windows,
0: all up the door. Those
2: shears were a bit a bit excessive for a florist. <laughs> like what like...
1: They are they are a bit, yeah.
0: <laughs> she says They're I for, can feel like
2: chopping branches.
0: She says I can never find my scissors. So yeah, they, yeah. yeah, they thought of everything.
2: I love it.
1: So Angel chases the black-hooded, shrouded person through the garden centre. As we've mentioned, he does a shit ton of flips for no reason. (laughs) Whilst he's giving chase, or whilst he's being chased, I should say, the shrouded dude smashes his leg open, big old gash on the side of it, and it is oozing with blood. Gushing, you could say, Pen.
2: a lot of adjectives today. Is this because you're trying to work up to seeping now? Thank
1: you. Oh, come on. It's seeping with blood. Milking.
2: That's not why? <laughs> it's
1: milking with That's blood. That's not a thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Unfortunately, Angel can't catch him and they manage to escape. He goes back to the station and tells everyone that Leslie Tiller was fucking
0: murdered. in the pounder
1: in the swear Another box. Another fantastic line. One that I use.
2: <laughs> I do like the fact that, because they do try and convince him that, like... This is what happened to the last guy. You came from London. Like nothing happens here. You're just trying to make it more interesting. And then with this one, they're like, how do you know she was murdered? And he was like, "Uh, I was there. And they're like, "Nah, it's fine. He's like, no, I literally (laughs) saw her being stabbed by a person. (laughs) And they're still like, "Mm, sure, it wasn't an accident.
1: Yeah. They say that Sergeant Popper went through the same thing. And there was something that Angel didn't have. A great big bushy beard.
2: I didn't really get (laughs) what that had to do with anything.
0: If, no that was earlier on though wasn't
1: it yeah yeah that's early at the beginning quite it made me feel on.
2: a little bit uncomfortable the way you said it but i don't really know why i don't know i have no problem with beards
1: good so angel goes back to his hotel room he's kind of like we'll just take a day see how we feel tomorrow and whilst he's there lurch michael armstrong also known as lurch Knocks on the door. He's the thingy, right? The dude from Game he of Thrones? He the
2: hound from Game of Thrones, yeah. The hound. How long did it take you to get that one, Liam? Like, did you, did you know that was...
0: No, when I watched Game of Thrones, obviously Game of Thrones came out quite a while after this. And the first couple of times I watched Game of Thrones, I didn't realise that it was the same guy. I think I had to have it pointed out to me. Mm-mm. But we have skipped the Oscar-worthy speech to Skinner about the fun running and being cousin sissy and everything else the uh, oh, yeah. the reveal, the big reveal of the plot that turned out to not be the plot at all.
1: Yeah, where he pulls his trouser legs up and there's no sort of wound from his ankle.
0: Yeah. It's genius. It's amazing. I
1: think one of the other great parts of, of that scene is where Timothy Dalton looks really smug next to a picture of him looking really, really smug. Really smug. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. It's just a, like a, an absolutely perfect shot.
0: But yeah, sorry, go on.
1: Uh, so, so he's attacked by Lurch, who only says, Yarp, <laughs>
2: my phone, Oh god, gone, not yet.
1: He knocks him unconscious and then learns that the neighborhood watch meeting is being held at Sanford Castle. And they are the ones who I want to say contracted Lurch to go beat him up, I don't think that's correct because he's I not. They
2: just, he just tells him, doesn't he? Because he just, just
1: asked him, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he just
0: does as he's told. I think
2: that was another bit that I love. So, yeah, he he knocks out the hound with the peace lily and then he's got a walkie-talkie because they've all got walkie-talkies yeah and it's skinner going like lurch have you done it have you done it so so as not to raise the alarm angel just answers it and he's like yarp and he's like is he down yarp like is he like is he not gonna get back up and he's like fuck how does he say no and he just guesses <laughs> narp and then there's a little pause and he's like good <laughs>
0: well you also another a. <laughs> So he lands a, a killer cop line as well where he distracts him with the cuddly monkey and then goes, playtime's over and then smashes him over the head.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a big sort of lean into those 90s and early 2000s actions films that are just chock full of those lines. And
2: the fact that he... And they
1: make references to him the whole way. Yeah. And, you know, it, to the point where you have that really distinctive shot from Bad Boys 2 with a helicopter overhead... Mm-hmm sort of looking up as the helicopter goes over and that's replicated later on as well. But
2: then, like, the fact that it's so... it's One, it's so meta because they talk about it. Yeah. And the fact that it's also a bit like him learning to let go because later on when they're in the supermarket, him and Danny have a conversation and Danny's like, did you say anything cool? And he's like, no, but earlier when I did, I said... I distracted I him with the monkey and I said <laughs> yeah. this. Like, it's just... The fact that everything just links and, like, just comes back around is so good.
1: Yeah, it's very... Very well written, it's a very nicely tidy bow and stuff. So, as we go to the NWA meeting, it is led by Frank Butterworth. Is it
2: Butterworth? Is it Butter Butter- Butter- you,
0: Frank turns up a couple of minutes after the meeting started the, the Yeah, rest so of them- he's not
2: leading it, it's Joyce from the hotel the doctor the the people from the pub the vicar, the vicar. all the
0: usual suspects basically
2: oh he said the name of the podcast in the podcast it's like when you do that in a film oh
1: shit <laughs> no didn't he didn't he said the usual suspects close enough Fuck,
2: i did it again <laughs> not
1: the unusual ones Damn it. you did it again
2: why can i not get the title of our podcast right it's twice now
1: it's not like we haven't been doing it for 46
0: <laughs> weeks
2: I just get excited when just part of it.
0: The watch meeting, the cult meeting, everyone's in the exact same order around the table as they are at the NWA meeting earlier in the film. Uh, And they do that little thing as well. Like, (laughs) before we get started, what's her face has had had twins?
1: twins. (laughs) (laughs) So Frank reveals that the NWA have been behind all the murders, staging them as accidents. And they are all for very petty reasons. So, like, the teenagers are killed because... They were out drinking. Sergeant Popwell was killed because he was asking too many questions. The crusty jugglers. The (laughs) travellers.
0: They call them gypsy scum in the film. They say, before you can say gypsy scum, we're up to our guts in crusty jugglers or something like that.
1: The (laughs) NWA... then turn on Angel and try and run him out of the castle. It's worth noting that whenever the phrase greater good is said, it is repeated greater. at no point in the film is it said just once. I think that's a good habit to live by. If ever I hear anyone say it, I will repeat it immediately. Yep. As they're escaping, Angel flee. He falls into the, like, the castle's catacombs and sees all these people that they've killed. And as he's escaping, Danny appears and stabs him in the chest.
2: Well, the shoulder... Or the chest?
1: The chest. And that is the end. (laughs) I just care, it's not. (laughs) So Danny then pretends to get rid of his body and you see him replicating a trick that he did earlier on in the film with a sachet of ketchup and a fork in his eye to make it look like (laughs) he just stabbed his eye out. He did the same with the knife and the black pocketbook that... Angel said earlier would save his life. Oh yeah, and it did. I missed that bit. Angel says that he will come back to save Danny. He will bring the force of the blue, the, the might of the blue Metropolitan. Metropolitan Police with him. The Blue Fury. Are they
2: really going to give a shit? Do you think they'd believe him?
1: The Blue Fury. That's it.
2: Do you think they would believe him? Like, do you think they? No, lying? I don't think they'd give no, a shit because it's not, the not
1: part of the London area. Danny's like, yeah, don't worry about it. Just fuck off. <laughs> so he does. He takes his car with him and he's en route to London. London. When he stops at a petrol station.
0: London. He does say it really weird, to... he? he's like,
2: London. He's like, go to London. <laughs>
1: so he stops at a petrol station and he sees a rack of films similar to the ones that Danny has in his walk-in film cupboard wardrobe thing. He sees both specifically Bad Boys 2 and point break he then has an idea decides to get some spray paint some sunglasses and as he's given the money he also sneakily leaves a cornetto wrapper in there Mm.
2: liam yes what is your favorite flavor cornetto
1: oh for fuck's sake
0: i'm actually not a big cornetto guy but i would probably just go for like the the classic original I don't believe in the combination of mint and ice cream. I think it's an abomination. So, oh,
2: no. Just a normal one. That's, no, that's our time, everyone. Thanks for listening. You can... Uh...
0: Yeah,
1: that's backfired, isn't yeah. it, Yeah.
2: <laughs> mint ice cream is the best flavour ice cream. No, it's foul. It's not. It is.
1: It's like brushing your teeth it's just really
2: cold. It's not. Mint chocolate chip ice cream is great. It's fucking rank. You're fucking rank.
0: Mint shouldn't be allowed near <laughs> anything that I have to eat. <laughs> Thanks,
2: Penny. <laughs> <laughs> Went a bit too far, sorry. Okay,
1: so so as day breaks, the following day, you see a shot of the farmer. I can't remember what he's called, but it doesn't really matter because he's about to get his teeth kicked in by... No, he doesn't get his teeth kicked in, does he? He gets his car sort of smashed out of the way by Angel.
0: His mum gets her teeth kicked in.
1: Because he wants his horse. His mum gets his teeth kicked in. So she has a gun, which is a reference to one of the Andy saying earlier on. But all farmers have guns. Who else? Their mums. Everyone <laughs> and their mums
0: is packing around here. Yeah, and it's like, like who? Farmers, farmers' mums.
1: <laughs> Makes sense. So Angel uh, goes to the station lets himself into the evidence room no one notices the only person there is Bill Bailey he doesn't give a shit Bill Bailey plays two characters that I believe they're brothers I would hope so one looks totally (laughs) dishevelled and one looks very normal
0: yeah it's only at that moment that you realise that it was revealed that there's two that Bill Bailey is two separate people They've sort of been teasing it through the rest of the film.
2: Yes. Did we not know that though? No.
1: no. it was implied that it was the same person because they're I think they're reading the same No,
2: it wasn't, was it? Well, I, yeah. well, I think I always what, assumed they're... that it was just two dudes and nobody noticed. Yeah. Well not nobody noticed. Because when them. he comes in yeah, and I thought it was the same when one. he comes
0: in and meets the second one, he's very visibly like, Are you still here? Have you been here all night? Not realizing that it's yeah. two separate guys. Yeah.
2: And his hair is different. Yeah. But I guess well, his hair is disheveled, disheveled Like he's
1: been awake mm. all night working no. I think you see him reading a book as well And the first, like, the the clean one Is at the beginning And I think the other one is nearer the end oh. They say to each other, nobody tells me nothing Yeah,
2: I just assumed it was two Bill Baileys Because one Bill Bailey's not enough
1: Agreed I mean, just, <laughs> you, were, you were ahead of everyone else <laughs> But not through intuition Life. Just through standard Penny bullshit
2: I just assume that people with different hair Are different people or something
0: what
1: so Angel I don't know (laughs) Angel arms himself with all the confiscated guns he then strolls into town on the back of a horse very smooth and engages in a shootout with members of the NWA
2: so good it's such a long gunfight but it's so good
0: there's so many payoffs in this bit as well in the gunfight from like Scenes that were set up earlier, like the crossword clues, where he call- she calls him a fascist, and he calls her a hag. <laughs> no, hag. Mister mm. Treacher's big coat—what's he hiding under there? And all that stuff yeah, gets revealed. In the, uh... Yeah,
1: it's guns. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the sign with the only two school kids allowed in the shop, and then he sends in half a dozen to go and yep. stop her from shooting them out the window as well. There is a lot of clever foreshadowing this and that all pays off very very nicely.
0: The priest who comes out to try and calm everything down has got like <laughs> yeah. weird hidden Assassin's Creed guns that like come out of his sleeves <laughs> on a little mechanism <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck's that all about? He's it's That very, woman very she's bizarre. got some
2: in her in her bike basket
0: Yeah, yeah. she's got a perfect little foam inlays in her bag, in <laughs> yeah. a bike basket
2: Custom foam inlays where are they getting them? Who's making those? Why do you want one? So, for all my guns, <laughs> are they nerf guns? Yes, I wish I had a bunch of nerf cool. guns
0: for legal reasons. They are, mate. Nerf I've guns. got
1: loads. I'll send them around the country and we can have like virtual
2: <laughs> just shooting nerf them gun at battles. our computer screens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? It's so sad.
1: So, they they battle through a load of the NWA, they end up in the pub, at which point, all of the cops arrive. His old teammates.
2: Who don't like him.
1: Who don't like him. They think he's a fucking Londoner and a Southerner and a you
2: know,
1: drinks cranberry juice. All of
0: which are true. That's why
2: they don't like him. And he does drink cranberry juice. Because he's got UTI. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so Frank turns up and he's like, arrest that man. And he's like, no, 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 no. You're a prick, Frank. Get fucked. And he <laughs> manages to convince the other policemen officers that... There is something very unusual that the crime rate is so low, but the accident death rate is so high, and says so it's the NWA. He turns them all around. They agree and they go to chase Frank and also go to the local spa. When was the last time you saw a spa? It's
0: not a spa, it's a Summerfield.
2: Uh, it's a Summerfield? Summer it? When was the last time you saw a Summerfield? No, not for a long time. Wait, when did this film come out? what year is it 2007 still i don't remember if i was well, I, I guess i don't i was gonna say last time i saw a spa was in budapest a couple of years ago but not one here like, bar is
0: still a thing
2: yeah but summerfield i haven't seen a summerfield in like a decade
0: the bit in the pub where they turn around on frank and he shoots the chandelier so that he can make his getaway and he oh, does yeah. like a phantom of the opera style hiss at the camera and then runs away and it's <laughs> just a beautiful, yeah. beautiful moment Yeah, I
1: always because that shot is in slow mo. I always assume there's going to be a couple of John Woo-style doves (laughs) just appearing (laughs) through the sparks. They're never.
2: I just like that he he shoots the chandelier, but then hisses at it like as a reaction. But it's like you you did it. (laughs) It's
0: a very strange film.
1: So they end up at Summerfield. They end up at Summerfield, and they're trying to work out a way to attack it. They end up just fucking going for it.
2: They see them, don't they? Do they see them on the cameras anyway? They know they're coming.
1: They know they're coming, yeah. Skinner says, here comes the fuzz, and thus that is the closest we get to them saying hot fuzz, but that's fine because it's not a 90s That's all
2: right. They say half of it, like usual suspects. So it works.
1: Sure. (laughs) 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 So Angel takes out the trolley boy, a.k.a. Lurch, the old big boy. Whilst the rest of the coppers and the detectives are trying to stop the butchers from throwing cutlery at them, <laughs> I don't know what that sort of glass plate over the butcher area is, but it seems to be bulletproof because they just keep firing at it and it's what, over not... the meat. Yeah, like the sneeze guard, yeah. it just seems to be fucking impenetrable.
2: Maybe they've had problems with youths before trying to steal their meat or something. we so to...
1: sh- shooting at their meat, youths with Kalashnikov. <laughs>
2: It, well, everyone and their mum's got a gun, so maybe. Yeah,
1: true. That's true. They eventually overcome everyone. I mean, they obviously do. Uh, another classic, saucy little line from Olivia Coleman, <laughs> where she twats one of the trolley girls and says, Everybody loves a bit of girl on girl.
2: It's her laugh, like her dirty laugh after everything she says is yeah. so great.
1: Skinner manages to get away and is collected by Frank in the car, and off they fuck. Danny and Angel chase them. In a car with no doors and as they leave the village they see the village of the year people who have come to grade the town. Mm-hmm. Fun fact one of those people is Edgar Wright's mum. <laughs> one of them is Simon Pegg's mum. Oh
2: really? Edgar Wright was actually a shelf stacker slash the voice of Dave as well so he's in it too.
1: As Danny and Angel are chasing Frank and Skinner, they end up heading towards a model village. Which is just a small miniature model village. Thanks and not. Clarifying. Well, <laughs> I think there's kind of implied throughout the film that, like, they are the model village ah, because they are Village of I the see, Year.
0: There's a line earlier in the film as well yeah. where the, the Andes are berating him and he's like, You want to be a big cop in a small town? Fuck off up the model <laughs> village. <laughs> 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 it's a
1: beautiful payoff. Genius. Yeah. As they're chasing him, they see the swan from earlier, Mr. Peter Ian Staker's swan, which they then chuck in the back of the car. Lovely shot of Nick Frost and Simon Pegg, and a swan behind them. According
2: to IMDB, the swan was called Elvis.
1: Ah, perfect. (laughs) It's a perfect name for a swan. Can't think of any puns. Bollocks. Never mind. (laughs) So, fucking Angel jumps out of the car, and tries to stop Skinner. Yeah. They have, like, a fight in the model village. Ooh. Somehow, Skinner, who's probably, like, a 65-year-old man at this point, is, like, beating up top cop. And he just... I just don't understand he's it. He's James Bond. Yeah. I mean, I know he's James Bond, but he's not. <laughs> he's not. At that point. Yeah. It culminates in... Child getting involved Aaron A. Aronson Which is also a callback Which is also a callback to earlier in the film Who I think distracts Skinner So Angel can like beat him up Skinner then runs at him with a box cutter Slips on a Summerfield Van Miniature van And skewers his chin (laughs) Through He's lucky it came out of his mouth
0: I mean Lucky's maybe not the right word uh, No
2: it's like the spire. Is it the spire of the castle?
0: Yes, I believe so. It's one of the one of the grimest things I've ever seen. Church.
2: Is it? Is it the bit? <laughs> seeing as how everything is all connected, is it a bit from like where Adam Buxton got killed? Is it one of those? I don't know. I,
1: I don't know. But it's a big pointy know. bit of a
2: building, and it goes. Was it in under his chin? And so out. it goes
1: under his chin and comes out through his mouth. I can't remember how that was shot or films because it looks very impressive
2: i assume it's a bit like how they did it in cannibal holocaust <laughs>
0: this film is like cannibal holocaust in lots of ways <laughs> yeah well
2: there's yeah. that very famous scene of the woman impaled in cannibal holocaust mm. and she's sat on the stick and then the rest of the stick is just coming out of her mouth so i assume but he also because he, he kind of talks around it as well and he's like I really, it really just really hurts so i assume he's got the spire. yeah kinda... he wants
1: some ice cream <laughs>
2: That's the. I don't know what I would be thinking about if that happened, but I don't know if it would be ice cream like to me. If I'm like impaled, it just seems
1: messy eating ice cream because it's going to come through the hole in your chin. Just be like, <laughs> I don't want ice
2: cream. I want a fucking ambulance. <laughs> and also, imagine how about because you've still got to stand up because he's part fallen. So yeah, oh, no, it's all it's all very grim.
1: My. So my favourite part of the scene is, as that happens, Simon Pegg sort of covers the kid's (laughs) eyes, but he hits him way too hard. Oh, really? He fully twats him in the face. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, there is a sound of impact as he's doing it. Angel tells uh, Danny that it's all over and that they've done it. Turns around and he's being held hostage by his dad. (laughs) And Danny says his mum would not be proud of this Mm -hmm. and she would probably kill herself all over again. So Danny wrestles the gun off Frank and in true point-break style, he aims but cannot pull the trigger instead firing up in the air as he's going. Which
2: again is another callback because he asks Angel at the beginning of the movie if he's ever done that. And he's like, no, I've never done that.
1: Correct, yeah. Unfortunately for Frank, the car he gets into is the one with the swan, (laughs) He then attacks him and he crashes into a tree. And it's at that point that we see the Bad Boys 2 helicopter shot as the Metropolitan Police turn up to ask Angel to come back because (laughs) things have gone to shit since he left.
2: Yeah, because he was skewing there with his 400%. Where did they think those numbers were going to go?
1: Well, Exactly. He turns them down, says he's still got a load of paperwork to do in Sanford. We cut back to the station, and they're all doing paperwork. And now the relationship between Angel and everyone else is much more cohesive. There's banter. People are throwing bins around. <laughs> but do. Their roles
0: are sort of reversed, aren't they? Where Danny Danny's being all sensible and telling them the correct way to do things, and Angel's making yes. sexist jokes at olivia coleman's character which doesn't feel like growth but also somehow does
1: you're right danny's being resentful. sensible he is now giving statements about the guidelines and whatever you know
2: he's learned stuff he's a real policeman officer
1: <laughs> he is all of a sudden tom weaver the head of the nwa turns up at the door with a big old gun a big old blunderbuss
2: <laughs> a blunderbuss and is he it's his <laughs> lawyer, Spiderman and Mothman. Well, that's what it is,
1: isn't it? It's just a big fuck But like off, a, you know. a
2: blunder... I would have said blunderbuss. It's just the way well, you were fuck like... fuck
1: you, Bennett. I
0: want to no, say blunderbuss. No, it's because I know
2: you always say Spiderman. So blunderbuss from the offices of Mothman and Spiderman.
0: <laughs> What's <laughs> happening?
2: I thought it was a conscious... I thought it was a conscious decision. Sorry.
1: Let's claim it as a conscious decision. There you go. And pretend that I didn't make the mistake. <laughs> so he's turned up with this big blunderbuss and he goes to shoot angel except danny jumps in front of it as the sacrificial lamb that he is angel then kicks a bin at weaver and he falls into the sea mine and the
2: is it he kind of falls in station he falls into it doesn't he and he gets kind of trapped behind it because obviously we did we didn't yeah. point out earlier when they find the sea mine they think they he kicked the farmer kicks it and it starts ticking and they think they activate it. So they all run off, but it actually doesn't activate. So then they take it back to the station with the guns. And when he falls into it, it rolls onto like one of the spikes. And the spike gets pushed in. And that's what actually... Why it started ticking the first time, I don't know. But it actually arms the the sea mine. And then it goes kablamo.
1: Yep, police station blows up. And you see Angel scrabbling through the rubble to find Danny, who is bleeding out from his chest. Mm. Cut to a year later, an angel is promoted to an inspector and is head of the Sanford police. He's also stood at a graveside, uh, leaving flowers for a butterman.
2: Because you're supposed to think it's Danny. And he's,
1: yeah, we're supposed to think it's Danny. He's asking if he's all right. And Danny says, yeah, he's there. He's still alive. He says it's fine. And they're actually for his mother, Irene. Who caused all this. (laughs) (laughs) And that is essentially the end. They get back in the car and Doris is like, oh, there's a crime. He wants to do it. And they're like, yeah, fuck it. We'll go. They punch that shit. Little hands says it's time to rock and roll. And off they go. Cue, Supergrass and the credits.
2: Yeah. And that,
1: in a manner of speaking, is 2007's Hot Fuzz.
0: What a film.
2: Yeah.
1: It's incredible. It's incredible. Obviously, we won't do scores, Penn. But I would definitely give this film a strong nine. Like it is yeah. flawless.
2: Yeah, I am I was thinking a similar score. Like I haven't seen it anywhere near as many times as you guys. But I did still really enjoy it. And just my mum is not one of those people that likes to reread books or rewatch films. And the fact that she's like, oh, I remember really liking this. I think maybe I'll have to give it another watch. Like, and she literally just like, popped in for a couple of minutes and i paused it and she's like oh yeah i remember this being really good just not saying that it's
0: just it's just got so much rewatch value like this mm. yeah i I'm, like even today i noticed things that i'd never noticed before like the the numbers up thing with tim tim messenger yeah. during the tombola but there's also when they're sort of panning around the uh, church fate olivia coleman is stood in front of a spit roast with a bloke on either side of her, <laughs> clearly supposed to imply that she's going to get spit roasted, <laughs> and like, yeah. and I just kept thinking, like, she's the queen now, like <laughs> she's <laughs> doing all of these, really, like.
2: Isn't she, um, Danny's Danny's birthday? And they bring him out a cake. Isn't she wearing fake tits, even though she's got real tits? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: And uh, when they introduce her as uh, at the beginning, and she's like. I could have given you the tour. I've been around the station a few times. And like little, yeah. uh, when they get decapitated in the lay-by and she's like, I've had my top off on this lay-by before. <laughs> There's just so many, Sorry. like she's a proper dirty little slag bag and I love it. And now she's like an Oscar winning national treasure and it makes me really, really happy that this is where she came from.
2: I kind of unrelated, but did anyone watch Greenwing?
0: Yes. I could never get on with Greenwing. It was too oh, weird
2: for me. I love Greenwing. But she, like she just pays this really stupid, timid little mum willow to get, like, she's got so much range. I know lots of actors yeah, do, she's fantastic. I just love her.
0: She's great in Peep Show as well. When she's like started to lose her mind, yeah, and and become a bit of a twat yeah. towards like the end of her arc, she's fucking great in that,
1: yeah.
2: Can we start, like, you know, like a whoever for president? Can we start Olivia for queen? Yeah, that'd work. Sure, she'd be a great queen. I don't know if she wants to be queen.
1: I don't know if she's got the pipes to fill in for Freddie (laughs) Mercury, (sighs) but
2: I'd rather have her than
1: Adam Lambert.
0: Yeah. (laughs) She could take over from Brian May because all he really cares about is badgers.
1: (laughs) Badgers? That's because he's got one on his fucking head.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You just reminded me uh, when you said about the president. There is a bit in this where just after the cult has been revealed and Frank Butterman says make Sanford great again and I got very... Trumpy yeah, vibes from <laughs> him, but this is like well before yeah. Trump or anything mm-hmm. came out.
2: It's a bit like how like now Andy can't can't hear the words greater good without repeating them. Now you can't hear make it great again without thinking of Trump.
0: No, he's ruined that phrase forever. Yeah.
1: You didn't have to say anything. However, it may harm your defense if you fail to mention when questioned something you later rely on in court. Anything you do say can be given in
0: evidence. All right, Danny. What, oh, Peter? Do you know this man?
1: he's Auntie Jackie's sister's brother's boy.
0: And it didn't occur to you to mention this before?
1: Couldn't see his face, could I? Not made eyes. Oh. So, I think that's it. That was all right, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Pen, what's the socials?
2: You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Unusual Suspects Pod, and on Twitter at Unusual Podspect. I'm at Penny Underscore Photo Pit.
1: At Joyce's Twenty One.
0: And I... I mean, don't, you don't need to do
2: yours, but you have a thing yeah, to plug.
0: Yeah, I don't Listen know. Listen to
2: Liam's band. Liam's in a band.
0: I am in a band. I don't know off the top of my head what my personal Twitter is, but you should definitely go and follow my band. We are called Hidden Mothers, and we are at Hidden Mothers BM on Twitter, and at Hidden Mothers UK BM on Instagram. And we're also on all of the Spotify's and Apple Music's and all of those things. So yeah, do that.
2: Yeah. And I guess if you liked this weird dynamic without Dan, you can listen to the three... He would hate that I'm doing this right now. That you can <laughs> listen to the three of us talk about music <laughs> on the Punktastic podcast, which is on Spotify too. Dan would be like, Ooh. don't plug that shit here. But yeah. yeah. Thanks for coming, Liam. Thanks for hanging out.
0: Yeah, that's all right. I'm happy I could Thanks help.
1: Thanks for hanging out.
2: Yeah. I was going to host then. We'll I? see everyone yeah. next week. See you all next week. Bye. We'll have a different guest
1: are we all going to do uh, <laughs> Goodbye and Penny style in unison? Yeah,
2: sure. Oh, it's going to be hard, but you can try it. Three, two, one. Bye! Bye.